files, we got news, we got clips, what you really wanna know? Uh, entertaining guests, ain't no telling who you might see. Entertaining guests, like it ain't telling who he might be. You can say anything in your rap if you really heat, like bada boom and bada bada bow and bada bada bean. If you join the show, then you might learn a little couple things. Like how I'm trying to make this bar rhyme with positivity. Like how I'm trying to say I'm unselfish with magnanimity. This show might just change somebody's life with the possibility. It's Wednesday night. Welcome back to Bright Side of the Hump. We're here to help get you on that glide to the MLK holiday weekend. Hopefully you get Monday off so you can honor the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and what he has meant to making America a better place where we continue to work towards reaching our ideals. We're going to switch gears a little bit tonight. And I hope you'll enjoy it as the show focuses on our guest, Carl Childers. First, please help Crisis Text Line. They provide instant support via text to people who are in a mental health crisis. When a person's caught in a moment, they can text H-O-M-E, that's HOME, to 741741 and be instantly linked to a Crisis Text Line responder who will work in a caring and human way to share mental health resources. Crisis Text Line needs three types of support. They need volunteers, and they will train you. They need money, and they'll accept it in almost any way you can get it to them. Venmo, PayPal, credit card, even crypto, if yours is worth anything. Finally, they need people to get the word out. So please be sure to share Crisis Text Line on your social media. All the information you need to help is right on their website, crisistextline.org. And you can go to the webpage for this podcast and click on the donate link, which takes you directly to that site where you can get all the details on how you can help. Please help. When I was 23 years old, my friends and I wanted to go see a movie. And the only thing showing when we could go to the theater was an independent film called Sling Blade. Sling Blade tells the story of Carl Childers, a recently released patient who had been committed to a mental institution as a boy after he murdered his mother and her lover with a lawnmower blade. In the movie, the story picks up when he's released from the facility as a middle-aged man. Scenes show Carl trying to adjust in a community that only knows him as the worst kind of urban legend. What makes Carl unique and heroic is that he has a very keen grasp on morals and virtues that he's gained by reading books like The Bible, A Christmas Carol, and How to Be a Carpenter. At the core of the movie is the love that develops between Carl and a child named Frank whose father committed suicide, and whose mother struggles to raise him on her own. Frank's mom has an abusive boyfriend who accentuates Frank's negative feelings about himself being weak or unlovable. Carl becomes Frank's champion and finds his way into the hearts of everyone in the movie theater. What a lot of people don't know is that Sling Blade was a true story and Carl Childers is a real man 
alive and well, and he is joining us here tonight. I want to introduce him by playing one of my favorite clips from the movie, where Vaughn Cunningham, who's Carl's mom's best friend and played by the late, great John Ritter, is interviewing Carl to make sure it is safe for him to be around Frank. Carl is played by Billy Bob Thornton. There's, there's one more thing. It's none of my business why you were in the state hospital. Everybody has something in their past. Maybe you tried suicide. Maybe you did something terrible. But what I see before me is a gentle, simple man. All I want you to promise me is that you are capable of being around Frank and Linda, you know? You would never hurt either one of them under any circumstances, would you? I wouldn't ever hurt them. Mm. That's what I thought. Look, I, look I'm sorry if, if I've offended you in any way. You seem like a thinker, you know? You, you seem to always be deep in thought. It just, tell me something, what are you thinking right now? I was thinking I might want to take me some of these potatoes home with me. Oh, how about before that? Mm. Let me think. Mm. Before that, I was thinking I could use me another six or eight cans of that potted meat. You got any extra? Without further ado, Carl Childers. Welcome to Bright Side of the Hump. Thank you. Carl, I gotta confess, I went to see Sling Blade twice in the movie theaters. I think I've only done that with one other movie, but Sling Blade was that good. Mm. What do you think about that? I reckon Yun's paid a pretty penny. <laughs> Indeed we did, Carl. But it was worth it. So, can you tell us how accurate was the movie? Well, it took to some exaggerating. Really? Eh, I guess that makes sense. Most movies do a little bit of exaggerating. Artistic license, I think they call it. But uh, do you care to share some examples? Not particularly. All right. Well, I respect that. I'm just so honored to have you here. In a time when people, even at the highest levels of government, the media, business, sports, entertainment, all seem to take mm. advantage of the people. There There's is just one no... thing I could share. Sure. What is it? Well, as far as food goes... I like me a darn side more biscuits and mustard and potted meat. Mm, that makes sense. What kind of foods do you like, Carl? I like most of it. Um, awesome. Me too. Carl, I have to take a moment here and note that I think that was my first awesome in this interview. 
And I'm sure it's because I've been made just a little bit self-conscious. I got some feedback from listeners about my use of the word awesome in response to guest answers. I think some folks think it's a little unprofessional. Hey, I completely respect that. I'm going to share that it is an homage to my favorite interviewer of all time. And you all can figure out who that is. Uh, I try to do a kind of understated version of it, but I'm probably going to keep doing it. And I promise that it's as genuine as that interviewer was when they said awesome. And I do it because I love doing this and my guests put me in awe. So it's awesome in the truest sense of the word. Now that we got that out of the way, Carl, I gotta ask, would you be okay if I told you a short story? I reckon I would. All right, well, here goes. A Russian chef was sitting alone at the end of the bar. The bartender walked up and asks him, What do you have? The chef in tears says, Give me a shot of vodka and a shot of cyanide. As his head drops and tears roll off his chin. The bartender says, Whoa, chef, what's the matter? You're the best chef we've ever had in this city. And the chef responds, I appreciate that, Joe, but what's the point? I've studied French pastries in Le Cordon Bleu. I learned to grill steak in the Pampas. I studied under legends from Tokyo to Tbilisi. I've won James Beard Awards. I have all of the Michelin stars. I even had a movie based on my life, Greenlit. The culinary arts have brought me fame and fortune. The love and lust of every type of beautiful woman a man can desire. And the unwavering admiration of all my peers in kitchens around the globe. If you look up chef in the dictionary, it won't have a picture of me, but it will have a likeness based on a photo that was taken of me when I cooked Queen Elizabeth her 75th birthday meal. But I still cannot escape one stark and depressing reality. What is that, chef? No matter how intentionally and precisely I build a menu, no matter how skillfully and daringly I acquire exotic ingredients from all over the globe, no matter how deftly and joyfully I prepare these meals with all the love I have in my heart, and no matter how artistically I plate my creations to dazzle the senses of my customers, everything, and I mean everything I create, eventually turns to shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that, Carl? I mean, I definitely need to work on my Russian mm. a little bit, but... It's all right. It reminds me of a story about two fellers going to the bathroom off a bridge. One feller acted like he had a long tallywhacker. I believe the other feller did, too. I can't remember where they's from. I remember that joke from the movie. I think they got that part accurate. So, 
Carl let me know in advance he wanted to talk about music and maybe even play an original song for us. And that was and is something we're going to do quite a bit here on Bright Side of the Hump. So that makes Carl our first musical guest. Now, what Carl wanted to talk about first is, you know the thing when you hear a song that's really popular, but you heard the words one way when they're really saying something completely different? Well, Carl has asked me to cue up three of his favorite songs like that. So this is pretty fun for you, Carl? Yes, sir. Misheard lyrics, that tickles me something fierce. I am right there with you, Carl. Uh, All right, first, I'm going to play a legendary rock song by the band Red Rider, known for its intro as much as anything. Oh, this here's a good one. They use this one in that wrestling movie. The one where that gal who was a singer molests that high school boy. And then that boy, he climbs up that rope. Little teeny fridge. You thought it said Little Teeny Fridge instead of Lunatic Fringe, Carl? Mm, I reckon I did. Mm. (laughs) That is awesome. All right, let's get on to the next one. This song was a huge hit for the police and centered around the potential of a scandalous affair between a teacher and his young student. said ghost man so gross to me instead of don't stand so close to me yeah and I wasn't the only one neither my neighbor did too we thought it was a song about that movie Poltergeist when they was digging the pool and all them mummies came dripping out of the ground That little girl was talking to the TV. I gotta admit, Carl, I can see where you got there. Did you like the police as a band? He's all right, but that Stingfeller seemed like he stole all his stuff from Bob Marley. Shots fired, Sting. Eat it. Mm, Nom, 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 nom. You are nothing but Gordon Sumner to Carl Childers. All right, for our last one, we're going to play a song from one of the most popular rock bands ever. Aerosmith had this very popular song when they made their huge comeback in the late 80s. It's full of horns and blues and sexual themes. Here goes. Red dog, Shanga Shanga Doobie. Wait a second. Shanga Shanga Doobie? What the hell does that even... Tyler Feller whose daughter's in that asteroid movie. 
He's been known to do that scatting thing. If you was to keep a listening, I believe he does a good bit of that there at the end of that song. Mm-hmm. Hang on a second. Let me just uh, try to fast forward this thing here. See what we got. Well, I'll be darned, Carl. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. And Rad Dog was cause that's what I call my 78 Dodge Magnum. It had a 400 big block and I used to tear ass around town in that. It was meaner than sin. It sounds like it. It sounds like she had passed everything on the road except a gas station. Carl, you have one hell of a sense of humor. Thank you much. I like yours too. Wow. Well, now we have a special treat because Carl has offered to perform a song live for us. This song is an original he wrote, and he hasn't performed live yet until tonight. You remember that sense of humor you was mentioning? Yeah. It's in this year's song. Reckon you can play the guitar. I ain't figured out how to do that and sing all at once yet. Well, I can sure as heck give it a try, Carl. I can't promise what the results are going to be. I'm not that good at it. But, uh, well, listen, we're going to have to take a break here. You're not going to notice it a bit, but I'm going to have to try to learn how to play a song on the guitar. All right, we're back. Uh, Carl was patient with me there as I tried to learn how to pick this thing that he's created. And, uh, it's not about me anyway. It's about Carl. So, Carl, uh, what is the name of this song? Some folks want me to call it something about love. I call it Sat Next to a Feller. All right, Brightside listeners. Here is a Carl Childers original, Sat Next to a Fella. That's Feller. Sorry about that. Feller. Sat Next to a Feller by Carl Childers. to a feller on a flight to San Antonio. He smelled like sour onions, so he spent his nights alone. I had on my headphones, but he talked anyway about a love he lost ten years ago that had haunted him to his grave. As the clouds passed by or winter, a tear rolled down his cheek. Didn't hear a single word he said, but I imagine he told me their kiss felt just like four lips meeting, and their hearts were like two muscles pumping blood. He'd be loving her till he's dead and gone, and she stuck with him till something better came along. This here's a part where you can put some lonesome fiddle, maybe a steel guitar, even some tambourine. Their kiss was only four lips meeting, and their hearts 
Work nothing but muscles pumping blood. He'd be better off with soap and caution. Telling love tales to strangers with their headphones on. Don't do you no good. It might end up in a song. Woohoo! Carl! Wow, outstanding! Thank you. Man. Yeah, I feel like that their song is uh, lyrically clever at points, and the music is simple. That their phrasing's a might bit complicated. <laughs> the story is near as relatable as breathing or passing the stool on the commode. Uh, we've all sat next to that feller somewheres. Man, that is so true. God, it's tough to sit next to the chatty person sometimes when you're just trying to kind of chill out and you alluded to it it's tough to sit next to the smelly person too not to be mean but uh when you're in a tight confined space like that for hours on end oof that becomes rough in fact of the matter is it as far as a chatty person goes we probably all been that feller at some point too even if we didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Carl, that is a very thoughtful take on that situation. Mm-hmm. Very empathetic. And let's be honest, man, I thought your song was great. Thank you. And once again, Carl Childers, I want to thank you for being here. You are an icon in the American filmscape mm-hmm. and a truly remarkable person. It's been an honor of a lifetime to get to visit with you. And I wish you nothing but joy and good fortune on your journey, my friend. All right, Dan. Once again, thank you to Carl Childers. He's got my mind turning after that last little bit he was talking about with his song. If we all had that kind of empathy and the ability to see both sides, the world would definitely be a better place. Of course, if everyone had that kind of empathy... They'd read the signals and leave strangers on planes alone and wash up as frequently as needed. Also, I want to take a moment to urge everyone to watch Sling Blade. It's a phenomenal movie with a great heart, unique and compelling story, and acting that's honestly on a level that's unparalleled. And as far as heroes go... I'll put Carl Childers up there in the pantheon of all the literary greats in books, poems, films, stage, ballads, television, you name it. For my money, he's more interesting than any glossed up Marvel or DC character. I want to thank you all for listening to Bright Side of the Hump. Please give us a good rating, subscribe, share, and otherwise get the word out. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, please email me at brightsidemets at gmail.com. That's brightsidemets at gmail.com. I'm always interested in talking to people who have stories to tell, talents to share, and want to have a little bit of fun on here. As always, stay positive and keep looking for the bright side of things. If you dig it, do it. And if you really dig it, do it twice. (laughs) 